Welcome back to another episode of the Shift Dream Podcast. I'm Ed Rudisell, and I'm sitting here with Arthur fucking Black. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, man. Um, yeah, man, it's awesome to be back. It's uh... For those of the, our listeners that haven't been paying attention or not listening whatsoever, <laughs> Arthur's been largely absent for the last six months, and we put some pictures up, though. That's what I was getting at, of like not paying attention. Like On our Instagram feed, we've got a bunch of pics that you've put up. From Instagram on from like Tibet and Nepal and Thailand and you've been all over, man. So it's awesome to have you back in front of a microphone. Um, it's, it's I really miss this so much. So it's 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 really really great to be back. Um, it's know. early too. This is a totally different Arthur that I'm used to. This is nine o'clock in the morning, and you're on time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so if I if I'm a little bit droggy, that's uh, that, that's that's why. Um, so I guess before we, you know, start kind of getting into uh, to what I've been doing for the past uh, several months, what did uh, what did you have to drink last night? <laughs> oh shit! I've gotten off of that. I've, um, you know, you, got, you walked away from what I, you had I, to drink. I, I, I know. Well, I, I get so ahead of myself. I need people to calm my brain down sometimes. Um, actually, I didn't because, um, as I mentioned in the last episode, <laughs> we're kind of re-recording a few of these shows because I'm getting ready to have a tonsillectomy, and so I don't know <laughs> when <laughs> that's gonna suck. It is gonna suck. <laughs> Um, so I can't really, I haven't been able to drink much because it really just, it feels like drinking razor blades with my tonsils the way they, in the shape they've been in. So, so like right now before the surgery, it's going down now, which is good. Cause they won't do the surgery if I'm actually like infected, you know, I've still got a few days before the actual surgery. So, um, but so last night I didn't have anything really to drink per se, but I did make uh, croissants last night. So that was my, my oh, vice. You, you made croissants. I did. Well, it's like a three-day process. I can't say I made them last night. I, I baked them last night. But I've got family staying with me. It's like an it's, it's a very different thing I'm going through than usual. I'm, I'm not used to there being like eight people in my house. I'm used to being just like alone and... And being able to turn my guitar up and just fucking watch movies, but yeah, that's well, you not know, happening. A being Thai, I, I, I understand that's a traditional Thai prep. Well, that's croissants. a Thai. Yes, it is. <laughs> I saw a lot of those in Bangkok. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the Thai French dessert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so this is a little known fact. Um, I don't think I've ever mentioned it on the show before, but my aunt in law, I guess, kind of, but she's one of the most famous pastry shops in thailand now when i say pastry you you've been in thailand you know that we're not talking about baked goods but like you know kind of like coconut based or gelatin based desserts but yeah you told me about it i, I regret i wasn't able to make it yeah um, it's a badass it's dude it, like i mean you've been in bangkok there's 14 million fucking people living there i was, I was too busy getting kicked out of temples to, to go to one place yeah would you not have your shoulders covered <laughs> no it's um yeah I, I tried to be extremely respectful in a number of ways giving people camera space i don't like getting up in people's sure. faces and taking pictures and then also you know wearing long sleeves and pants um and, and such but and and yeah no that's an issue right the first time we went to the mic you're like seriously this dress code I'm like yeah <laughs> it's so fucking hot it is. there it is so hot so i i uh i show up with tattoos uh showing with a tank top and then, like the first thing i see um at, at wild rune which you recommended i go check out oh yeah wild rune's really cool oh it's amazing it's a gorgeous temple anyone going to to, to thailand to bangkok has to go there but the first thing i see is like this sign that says that uh, buddha is not for tattoos i'm like fuck you got like three buddha tattoos. <laughs> I know, like right on my chest, you know, like uh, so. Um, 
Yeah, they made me put on a shirt, but uh, <laughs> they, uh, they they didn't really have a lot of men's shirts. There. I think that needs to be the next shift drink shirt. They, it's on the back. All it says is they made me put on a shirt. Yeah. Well, actually, they, they made me kind of put on like a shawl of sorts because right. mostly it's, it's women that they want well, to Well, it's like in Italy, up. right? Like I we've been to the Vatican and a couple of churches in Rome before, and they're like, wouldn't let uh, A in without shoulders being covered. Yeah, and then some, some church, I've been in churches all around from Argentina to, to wherever where, you know, they won't let you go in with, with shorts. Right. Um, um, which turns out, I, I have a tattoo of Quetzalcoatl on my right uh, knee, just underneath it, and then I have a tattoo. What, you run into some Aztecs? N- no, oh, okay. well, I'm, I'm getting there. The uh, Thai Aztecs uh, are like, who the hell are you, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, there was a bunch of them. Um, but, you know where they went. They went to Bangkok. But I have a, a green Tara tattoo on my mm-hmm. left left mm-hmm. leg. Uh, Right, and one you really shouldn't get tattoos of religious things, uh, at least in the minds of the, the, the Nepali and, and, and Tibetans. But two, you shouldn't get a religious one. So I'm like sitting in this bar, and it's the first time I'm wearing uh, shorts. Um, oh wait, you, know, you just said a religious one twice, but I'm guessing that what you meant to say is that you shouldn't get it that low on your body. I was going to build up to yeah, that. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You, you, yeah. you should be upper body if you have them, which I have them upper body, but I got this green Tara tattoo, and uh, green Tara is um, considered sort of a, a mother goddess of, of, of Buddha, and she has okay. 21 different mantras, and I, I have one of them on my leg, and it's, it's, a, it's a tattoo for um, security, for uh, emotional, spiritual, physical protection. Yeah. But... I was in a place in where I stayed largely in Nepal, and where where I studied at monastery and in, in, in Boda, which is an awesome little little small little area in Kathmandu, and you know all these fuckers read Sanskrit. You know, <laughs> like I, I was hanging hanging out with a bunch of academics uh, just that I met at at monastery studying, and my buddy was like. And I, I was like, oh, man, he's going to see this tattoo. And I'm sure the tattoo artist fucked up the Sanskrit. And he goes, no, it reads well, but you probably should just wear pants. And I was like, ah, okay. And it, you know, it's, it's the same thing at, at what, Arun, where I, I showed up and they made me wear a shawl. But it was a red shawl, so I just acted like it was a fucking cape. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, That'll ingratiate you with the Thai people. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, but, I, like, I, even – I know in Thailand, like, I mean, even below the head – like anything like Buddhist below the head. So like your knees are way out of the zone. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm needless to say, you know, I, I fit right in there. Yeah. No, not so much. Why are the right height? Uh, <laughs> they're, they're shorter than I am. And they're certainly smaller than I am. Bunch of, bunch of wee fellows over there. Um, so yeah, we're, I mean, you've, you Hold on, uh, we I, got, I, well, I, I gotta tell you where I, what I drank last around, night. Where you would, oh, what did you drink last night? See, this is how I fucking get off track. I know, I know. The, 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 the where have you been? Where have you been where, to keep where me where back? Where have you been, man? I, I, I've been missing. And this what show. the hell's happened in my life where I need you to keep me on track? Oh God, I mean, <laughs> your your life is crazy with all the restaurants and and, and you know taking care of all the kids involved. Um, this is uh, early for me too. Good, um, <laughs> but uh, did you have anything to drink last night? I drank a little bit of Peak Poo to the Pinay. So, a little Peak Poo, a little lip stinger. It uh, comes from Languedoc. It's a white wine. 
Um, it's about about 3,000 acres as far as an Appalachian goes, but they produce more white wine than anyone else down there. So you're pronouncing it better than probably most people would, but it's spelled P-I-C-P-O-U-L. So if yeah. you see it on the shelf, you know what he's trying to say here. Right. Or what he's saying and we're trying to say. Pipu de Pinay. And um, and you can find it locally retail. People people mm-hmm. people yeah. have it, um, but it's 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 a very acidic, tart white wine. It's great for bouillabaisse and shellfish and you know oysters and ceviche and all that kind of stuff. It's a superb food wine. Yeah, it really is, and they're they're very modestly priced. So I would recommend checking them out. So that's what I had to drink last night. So let, let, let's get back on track. Yeah, no, so I was going to say, so this is a little bit of a different episode because usually we're talking about, you know, food, drink, et cetera. But we're, you've got all of these things encompassed in this giant journey you, you started off on. And I think we mentioned it, I don't know, six months ago, but you started off in Nepal, but like you really went everywhere. And like I've heard a few of the stories, I read your Facebook stuff, which you were very active on Facebook, which you not, were not before. I want to let everyone know that I was still alive. <laughs> That's basically. a good way to do yeah. it, I guess. It, 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 it wasn't like... I think I, you had better Wi-Fi in Nepal than I've got in my home. No, they do not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, no. I saw you quite a lot, you know. Um, you messaged I, me back and forth a couple times. It, you know, uh, Messenger strangely worked, and Facebook strangely worked more so better than regular internet mm-hmm. or, or emails. I mean, I was I was black a lot of the time on my phone, um, one, because uh, Verizon has no package in Nepal, <laughs> um, so I only logged on on Wi-Fi. Um, it, it, it had packages for, for India and Cambodia and um, Thailand. Uh, sure, like not, heavily trafficked areas. Not so much Tibet. Some I could break through some in Tibet, but... Tibet, they they block out the internet. Like sure. China, China's got that place on lockdown, and we can talk about that later. It's really a, a pretty tragic thing, uh, considering how wonderful the people are. Um, so you started in Kathmandu. I started in Kathmandu. Yeah. Uh, you you've told me some stories, man, and like when you like the spiritual, everything spiritual aside, like some of the adventures you've been on. Would fill a book alone. Indiana Jones shit, man. Literally, like the safari is my favorite. Like, <laughs> when you, I love that you call it a safari because when you first told me this, I was like, "What do you mean safari?" No, I've never it, heard of like this. I'm, I, you know, when I think safari, I'm thinking of like a game preserve, and you're going out in jeeps and shit. And what you described to me, I was like, "No, this just sounds like the like dumb westerner that like never came back and like was a one." column article in the newspaper locally and then that was it and got ate by a tiger yeah yeah, yeah. um no there there were no jeeps there are no guns there are no knives you were in india right for the uh, safari well i was in uh, chitwan which is southern nepal which is is, is pretty much on the, the indian border okay um but chitwan is a much more lovely place than the entire country of india and we can talk about that in a little bit too um the safari was amazing man i mean when I went there, um, the only thing you're allowed to go into to the jungle with is a stick, a big stick. That's it, and it's it's bamboo, so it's hard as shit. But that's your last line of defense of whatever happens. And the uh, the the two guides that I were with are great great guys because you got to have two guys, one in front of you and one in behind you. Um, and at first I thought that was like a scam when I was talking to, uh, Dupka, who's, who's a, a, a friend of mine, who's the guy that I met down there. 
Um, he's like, you need two. And I'm like, man, this dude's fucking scamming me. No, you need two. You want someone in front of you or behind you that can get eaten before you, <laughs> you know? Um, but these guys were like Cheech and Chong, man. I mean, they smoked so much hash. Like it, while you were out in the middle of the bush. Oh yeah. No, no. And they'd be like, we stop here and smoke, you know? Um, it, 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 that sounds it, safe. What you know? And like, no, it doesn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> like the the only the only instruction I got like while we're walking into the jungle um, was uh, okay. Uh, don't talk while we're walking. Um, just keep your eyes open. Uh, you see, rhino runs zigzag because okay, they, right, yeah. they can't turn. They charge forward, right? Right. Or run into a tree. Last defense, stick. Um, the stick. Right. The bamboo stick is your last defense, <laughs> as previously mentioned. And then, then there's the bear. Like you see, bear go in tree. Uh, you come up tree, you stick. Um, stick was always the last line of defense. And then, of course, there's tiger. They're like you see, tiger. You stare at Tiger. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you You stand your ground, you stare at Tiger, let it know you're not afraid, but you slowly back up. And then, you know, basically, if the Tiger keeps coming, then you run for your life. And last defense. Use the stick. Use, use, use the, the stick. Use the stick. <laughs> um, so I became quite, uh, I became quite comfortable with, with, with that stick. And it, um... I had the most amazing. I, I went a couple of times on safari, and I had the most amazing time, man. I felt like a ugly Snow White, man. I mean, the animals came out. Like, yeah, really. We, we oh Jesus. So we get into the jungle. But it's just like the three of you. Like this is not like a. It's just no, two it, dudes and you. Two dudes and me. Cheech and Chong and yourself. Che Cheech and Chong and me, man. Um, it's actually like that's a funny story. I got to remember that. Um, <laughs> I, we'll come back to that one too. So, um, anyways, uh, we get in there, and uh, you know, first thing we see is this, this wild boar. And but he was, I wouldn't say domesticated, but he was a boar that hung out in this area and, and was remotely friendly. But he was a big ass boar with tusk. His name was Dumba. Um, so I meet Dumba. What's up? And then we keep walking. And just a little bit later, like a whole herd of wild deer, like, you know, just 20 wow. feet in front of us, running in front of us. Uh, and then we, um, you know, saw some rhinos and then we um, got chased a little bit by some rhinos. Um, fortunately, they gave up. Did you zigzag? Uh, we, 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 they were lower, lower level, uh, <laughs> lower level eleva the, elevation. We were, oh, okay. I was like, I thought you were, they were a lower class of, of rhino. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I mean, you, there's a big difference between an older rhino and younger rhino. Oh, sure. Right there. I mean, there is a system, right? Yeah. The, the older. You didn't know how plugged in you got over there. I don't the know. The older are much more chill. The, the, the younger are much more aggressive. Um, but there was an instance where I had to climb a tree to get away from a rhino. Um, and I, I put up a video of it, but I'm it, so glad that in my life does not have any of these stories. Cause I'm so uncoordinated. There's no way I would have made it up the tree. Well, and like I, they're like up the tree, up the tree, and then they're like down, and I'm like, and then you get lost in translation. I'm like, I don't know what you want me to fucking do, <laughs> you know. So like, you know, I forced my way up into the tree, uh, and uh, Dupka, my uh, my buddy and my guide, you know, he 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 got 
underneath me, but was still on the ground. So it's like he was in between me and and the rhino. So these guys, even though they were stoned the whole time, they they it was amazing. Like they would see like a frog, like you know, three hundred feet away. And I'm, I'm not bullshitting. Like they'd be like, Arthur, you see that? And I'm like, No, you see that? No. Then we get closer. You see it now? No. And then finally, it's like five feet from him. Like, oh yeah, there's the frog. Um, and it was funny because they would explain like uh, different birds and wildlife to me, and different flowers and everything. They're very knowledgeable. These guys had lived there their whole lives and and walked this, through this jungle their, their whole lives. But they would also ask you know stupid questions like, you know, frog. And I'm like, yeah, I got that one. I know the frog. So, um, so then, although you know that in in their defense, you know the first time, first probably week, I, I knew a we were, you know, she just moved from Thailand, and we were well, relatively recently, and we were driving on the road, and a raccoon crossed, and I was like, oh hey, there's a raccoon. You know raccoons? You ever seen a raccoon? She's like, rolls her eyes and looks at me, is like, I know what a fucking raccoon is. <laughs> And I was like, well, I didn't know. She's like, we have them in the zoo. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, there are rats here, you know. Okay. Zoo, in my defense. Zoo exhibit. Wow. Raccoons. Raccoons, right. It's awesome. Screw that white tiger over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, that thing has hands. Yeah. It's, uh, so we continued on, and we got to a lookout point. And um, it, uh, we, there's this, you know, gorgeous river, and then you know, it's, it's you know, safari. So there's, there's, you know, it's grass. It's like you know, twenty, thirty feet high, and bush, and and and, and all this stuff. And we see a, a bear on the the opposing side of the riverbank, um, and uh, and then there was a rhino just to the right. I mean, it, the the animals fucking came out to play, and 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 apparently we did too because. The bear crosses the river, and Duke, Duke looks at me, and he goes, come, we go. And I go, go where? And he goes, encounter bear. And I'm like, all right. That, yeah. This is not like the Cincinnati <laughs> Zoo uh, bear encounter yeah. exhibit here. I, I told him I wanted an exciting day at, at safari, and they, yeah, <laughs> they, they, this was not your average day at safari. This was, I would not recommend, well, I would recommend it, because I had a fucking blast. But but you lived. I mean, there's I know, probably I, an equal number of people that can't speak up. But I, there was only three opportunities for me to have been damaged. Only or, three. Or killed. Only three. Yeah. I, I'm, I tend to admire more of the zero possibility. Oh, <laughs> man. I wasn't scared at all until the tiger incident, and I'll tell you about that. Um, but it was it was all adrenaline, man. It was so, all, so when you, you, I mean, what'd you do? You walk up to the bear? I mean, well, no, we had to we had to go find it. So we're right. going through through the bush and everything, and then uh, Duca gets about about thirty feet ahead of me, and he, there's a, a very large uh, amount of, of brush and, and this big ass bush that is uh, a little bit lower than us. Um, you know, probably about you know twelve feet down, maybe a little bit more. So we were up on like this little ridge. And Duca stops and he tells you know he tells me to stop, and then all of a sudden I see he's whack and he hits the ground with a stick, because um, he said he saw the bear saw him and was starting to come to him, so all of a sudden the bush just starts to shake. This big ass sloth bear, which they're I mean they did fuck it was five hundred pounds. Um, they're in they're like a black bear, but they got a really big goofy kind of head. Okay. So it comes out running like the opposite direction, but circles back and then it starts running at us at about 30 meters. 
So then, you know, I, he's, he go whack and he hits again, uh, the ground. And so there's three of us that are up on this, this ridge that are like just hitting the ground with sticks, like, ah, and like, of course, I, my, my, my whack of stick was horrible, <laughs> right? you know, cause he had this Thug. beautiful, like sling of the arm and smack on the ground. And then my, I, I smacked the ground quick, but it was like, Duh. you know, like I, I didn't have the, the right hand motion. So the, the, the bear fortunately turns around and, and runs the other direction, but it's like, okay, cool bear. Um, and then we keep walking and then we start seeing some really, really big paw prints, tiger prints. Um, mm. uh, in the ground, which I, I've got some pictures of, and uh, and then we're keep we're walking a little bit further, and then I walk past a, a tiger trail, meaning, how, yeah, how do you know there's a tiger trail? Well, they were like Arthur, do you smell that? And I smelled it, and I was I was like, yeah, and then I walked like three feet away, and I didn't smell it, and then I walked three feet back, and then I smelled it, which tells me that the tiger had just passed through like there's a, a, a you know a, a wave of, never of, never knew all that psalm training was going to come in handy on the tiger trail oh yeah man i mean i, I stopped i asked it if it liked peak food <laughs> right yeah you know, um, getting notes of uh red fruit tiger piss yeah but well honestly what it smelled like was um and it, it it's it's hard for listeners to to understand unless they've they've spent time around koji but it, it, it smelled oh. It smelled like a, a koji room, There's really, like a, a, a slightly warm, spicy kind of chestnut thing, with a little bit of like cat musk. I'm no. glad to know this in case I'm ever in the situation where I'm like, yeah. "Hey, is there somebody making koji? Oh shit, let's the get the fuck, fuck out of here!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm like, "Okay, cool." And then, and then we were close, and then we're walking a little bit further, and. Um, there's, we're again tall grass. You know you can't you can't see shit. Uh, you know and and you know you're just like walking and just holding on to your stick, and then all of a sudden I heard a big rustle of grass and a big growl, and then both of them were like pointing to me like <laughs> get the fuck out. Let's let's move. You know she's like shh quiet, but let's get the fuck out of here. Um, so we take off running. Um, I didn't wait to make eye contact with the tiger. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it was like you didn't it, stand your ground. Come on, what are you? Uh, I, I know, and like walking in. I, there. I like how their like system completely falls apart in the presence of the actual tiger. They're like, uh, you know what? Forget about that it, shit. It, fuck it, go, go, go. <laughs> it, yeah, because you know, like I felt confident going in. Like, man, I'll fuck a tiger up with this stick. And, and no, no, it, no. Um, but it's your last line of defense. So, I mean, if it came down to it, it'd be like, come on, bitch. Let's oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if, if it's that or die, yeah. Yeah, you know, all you got is the stick. Man in a stick. Um, so, uh, you know, we take off running, and then we get to the the boat to uh, to go back. And the boatman was like, yeah, man, there's a tiger, you know, with the head a foot and a half in, in diameter uh, just a, a little bit ago that was kind of creeping on him. Um, <laughs> Jesus, dude! Like I'm just hearing this, I'm like, you're oh, it, insane. I mean, it, it's, it was, but it was. God, it was. It was. And it, it I'm didn't, sure it was amazing, but like, what you were doing six months ago versus what you were doing a month ago could not be more different. Like yeah, attending 
you know, SOM trainings and like teaching classes about wine. And well, hell, even a few weeks ago, you were in Napa for the barrel auction. And then yeah. like two months ago, you were in the bush with tigers hunting you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, and it, it, it didn't stop from start to finish. Like it's about a three hour hike in and then it was about an hour boat ride back. And I'm like, OK, boat ride. We're done. Cool. Uh, no, no. It, it, it's like, ooh, there's another rhino in the water. And some of the some of the, the river gets narrow. So you're like, hopefully this rhino just doesn't get pissed off and come fuck up boat um, or the canoe. Um, the, the canoes were really, really long canoes, like uh, anywhere from 20 to like 40 feet long. And they're they're made with a particular tree. Uh, what the I can't remember the name of the tree, but it's it's a really really light wood, um, and the like a boat of that size probably only weighs 150 kilos or something like that. Jeez, man. So you know 300 pounds for a, a, a 40 foot long canoe. But um, on the way back, it, you, rhino to the left. Okay, cool. Oh look, there's a peacock. Oh, there's a elephant. Uh, oh, turn around. And like just to the right, just chilling in the mud on the bank, I could reach out and touch it, you know, 12 foot long crocodile. And, you know, it, pulling up back to the port, like where you get off the boat, um, it's like crocodile, 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 crocodile. And, you know, they're just hanging in the water, eyes above the water. But these dudes, man, they would they would catch this shit Two, three hundred feet away, they'd, you know, they'd be like, are there? That's why they have two of them. <laughs> That's uh, well, I mean, exactly why. Despite being completely stoned the whole time, these guys, I mean, these guys were sharp. And, you know, I, I seriously felt if, if someone was going to be eaten, it would have been them first before me. So I would have had time to, I guess, run somewhere. They run an extra five feet before you got eaten. Right before I got <laughs> in, you know. Um, Second course. Yeah. So uh, Chidwan, um, aside from Safari, was pretty awesome. Um, it's it's the best skyline you're going to see. Like, you see no stars in Kathmandu. Kathmandu is... It, really? There's light pollution in Kathmandu? Oh, it's not light pollution. Uh, it's, it's oh, just, it's actual pollution. It's just fucking dirt. Just dust being kicked S up and smoke. Yeah. No, you you when you fly into Kathmandu, you literally see the plane go through this layer um, of just shit, just smoke pollution. Um, it there there's everything is covered in dirt in Kathmandu. Like the dirt is covered with dirt. It just sounds like a fucking like the beginning of Doctor Strange. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're Doctor Strange, man. Do you have any magical um, powers now? <laughs> you know, it's funny because Doctor Doctor Strange was filmed in Kathmandu, so a lot of the temples you see him walk. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, he he specifically walks um, through one temple called um, Pashupatinath, um, which is uh, where they do all the cremations, and um, everyone gets cremated there. There's there's no no burials, and that's pretty high elevation, right? Yeah, uh, you're probably at about. Two thousand meters, maybe. Oh, that's not. No, it's not too bad. That's not I, as much it, as I thought. I mean, I, I'm, I'm imagining well, like a Himalayan town. Uh, well, you you are in the foothills of, of the Himalayas, but I mean, if you just go slightly out of the valley and up in elevation, you're you're going to go up to to four or five thousand feet elevation, mm -hmm. six thousand feet elevation, um, and, and then on a clear day when you see the actual Himalayas. 
they just they just tower, man. I mean, it, it, they're just it's tight. You, you took some photos that like, oh, uh, are, are yeah. like just they're unreal. Like if you weren't in them, I'd call bullshit on it. Yeah, you know, uh, they, that's why the selfie is actually sometimes important to prove this is not stock photography here. And I I, I took a small like charter flight um, over the the Himalayas as well, which was um, hello, which was pretty, <laughs> uh, your table's ready. Um, <laughs> which was 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 pretty amazing. Kathmandu and other films you'll you'll see. So Doctor Strange was at Patapushanath, but they do the cremations, and you literally like there's there's just bodies wrapped up, and you you'll see a ceremony, mm-hmm. and it's it's along riverbanks, and the river does uh, join the, the Ganges, the the Ganges River eventually. But there's yeah, motherfuckers on fire right there. You know, just just burn Bring away. Bring out your yeah. dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of what it was like, man. Um, but this is an area where um, there's a festival called Shivrati, and and I'll tie this back. Dude, over. you hit so many festivals. Like your pictures, I was like, geez, like. Every single place I went to, like I arrived at the Nepali New Year, right at the beginning of it. A week later, I was in a small town called Boda where I studied at Monastery. And then that was like the, the festival of limitless life. And then a week later, you know, I show up. Like everywhere I went, it was the there New Year. There was a year. lot of like kismet. I mean, it, like, or whatever, <laughs> like the, the Buddhist term for that. But like every time you arrived somewhere, it was like, you arrived on your birthday in this cool kick-ass place, and you're like the New Year in this kick-ass place, and all these festivals gone. It's insane. Oh man, on, on my birthday, and this was this was not planned at, at all. I, I can vouch. You did not have a single plan other than getting a plane ticket to Kathmandu. I had, I had no plans, man. But within one week of being there, it seemed like everything was laid out. It was so serendipitous, um, like strangely so. Like you got to be kidding me. Like on my birthday was when I arrived in Bodh Gaya, which is where uh, Mahabodhi is, which is where the, the, the Bodhi tree the Bodhi is, tree. Where, where Buddha gained enlightenment. And thank you very much for my mala that I, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all of my, the photos of me, you'll notice um, I always have mala on my wrist. Um, the ones that I wear now, I've switched arms. <laughs> I don't know if I'm correct or not. I'm not exactly Buddhist, but um, I got when the Dalai Lama gave a, a talk in Bloomington, Indiana, where his family lived at the time. Now, unfortunately, two of those members have passed, but you got me ones from, you say it's called Bogaya? Or Bogaya? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Bogaya. Bogaya. Um, so the, the, the temple where, where um, Siddhartha uh, where, where became Buddha, became awakened, he woke um, at, at the Bodhi tree, and I, I, I got you some beads, and I went and got a blessing at the Bodhi tree, like literally where he sat and, and, and acquired enlightenment. Um, Cause I love you so much, dude. They're amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're nice beads. Yeah, I like. I, I got a lot of mile over there, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> these like, are the ones, huh? Well, well oh, man, I love them. Like I, I said, I, I knew you'd appreciate them. Um, so yeah, but um, I get teased for all my jewelry by my family. They're like, I just keep picking up pieces. I'm like, ah, oh, cool, that's a nice ring. Oh, now I've got new mala. I'm like, I'm now like laden on both hands. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, jewelry is the only thing that I can purchase abroad, man. I don't fit in the fucking clothes in most other countries. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that before on the show. I, we talked about the the employee. I think we talked about her dad going to Japan, and they just had. When he got this shirt, it said size fat. 
<laughs> like there's, there's just no idea. Like, I even had this conversation last night of like, I got laid into my family. Like you Americans, like, I don't understand why you don't tell each other. You guys are gaining weight. I'm like what? I'm like, I mean, if I'm getting fat, I want you to tell me. I'm like, well, I don't want to know when I'm getting fat. Don't we, uh, in, in, in Chitwan, back to where that was, that's where Safari was, uh, you obviously don't want to wear bright colors mm. in the jungle. Yeah, no. You know, you don't want to stand out. So I didn't really have anything dark, and we had to go to four stores yeah. that all had XXXLs to, to find a shirt that, that fit me. <laughs> it's like buying shit from China on Amazon. Like, how many Xs? Is there, is there seven X? I need a seven X. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've gotten screwed a number of times by buying clothes. Oh, like, dude, Eli. He's gotten screwed so many times because he wears like a quad X, an American size. So if, if he gets on at Amazon and they have the quad X, he's thinking it's like the really big size and it comes like an American size medium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like shopping at Baby Gap. Yeah. Um, but to, you went to Tibet, man. Like, I mean, we could sit and talk for the next four days probably about everything you've done. I hope that you actually like do some sort of a blog post about this shit um, because you've been everywhere and you've seen things that most of us will never get to see. Um, I, I saw some pretty amazing stuff, and and it li it literally was like in a number of occasions, it 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 literally was some Indiana Jones like Tomb Raider type shit. Um, now going into Tibet because there's a lot of connections between Indiana and Tibet because of the Dalai Lama's family mm -hmm. living here. Like I know that there's a lot of people, especially in our area, that would like love to see Tibet, but it doesn't sound like it's quite what we all imagine. No, this no. this this fantasy place that the Dalai Lama lived in. And, you know, prior to, what, 1958, I think, was when he was yeah, ousted by... 59 is when 59. he went to ex okay. exile. I was close. I was near. Oh, yeah. You're right there. <laughs> um, no, the, the Tibet is... Um, Tibet is where I kind of started to, to physically and emotionally just kind of go downhill. Like, the, the, the first three months I was there were amazing. And then... Um, and with, with Tibet, one, you're dealing with the elevation and now that is know, pretty good ways up there, right? Uh, 15, 16, 17,000 feet elevation. Wow. And it's like it, three times Denver. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And then, you know, I, I've been to Denver. I've been to the Andes, uh, in South America. I've been to, you know, Pyrenees and, and, in France and in Spain. Um, but there's a big difference between 10,000 feet elevation, Denver and 16, 17,000 feet. Tibet, um, it it's just exhausting. You walk up a flight of stairs and you're just like, wow, you're just winded. And it's the landscape, and in, in certain areas, it's more beautiful than others. When you're like, you know, like in the mountains and there's snow on the mountains, and and I took some beautiful, beautiful photos in those areas, or where there you'll find like mountain lakes, mm. like the, the water was just remarkably untouched and pure and clean. But a lot of Tibet is like a lunar landscape, you know, like nothing grows up there. It's just, it's just all brown and the earth is hard. It's harder. Right. And the, I will say one great thing about the Chinese, um, they build really awesome roads, okay? Because everywhere in Nepal and everywhere in India, you're basically a fucking bobblehead. Like it's just one contiguous pothole. You know, it's just bumping all around all the time. But in Tibet, they just had these beautifully paved roads and you'd see this this lunar landscape and then the roads would just they just cut through it and all along the roads you would see chinese flags so the the rough thing to me more so than elevation was to experience a culture and a population 
who are they're brought up in an, in an environment that should be about peace and compassion mm-hmm. and um, passivity, and the, the the Chinese just have that shit on lockdown. It, it's complete oppression. There's fucking cameras everywhere. On the shuttle that I was on, which is a shuttle that carried about 15 people, there were six fucking cameras um, going through customs, getting into to China, uh, getting into Tibet. Oh, don't but, worry. I don't think you'll ever have to worry about it again after this. You'll never be allowed in China or Tribet now. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, they probably... <laughs> They're like, listening right now like, Arthur Black, uh, noted. Uh, they probably put a, some fucking bug in me or something that tracks me. Who knows? But you, you, you can't have a picture of the Dalai Lama. You can't have certain books. They go through all your shit going through customs. You can't have books with, with monks on them. You can't, really? Not even monks? No, no, no. And I actually snuck one through. I was amazed. Um, That's, but, that was smart. That might have been dumber than the tiger move. <laughs> possibly, honestly. The, the Chinese do not fuck around. The, 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 Tibet will never be free. It, it, it is on such lockdown... Um, you see guards dressed up like SWAT, but don't look at them. Certainly don't take a picture of them. So total lockdown. SWAT team fucking guards in front of temples, cameras on buses. Just, just the the genuine culture just stripped and completely oppressed and just nothing they can do about it. And... You know, you would see some some beautiful temples, and I I, I went to to a number of them, um, but like even outside away, because when you when you when you go to Tibet, um, you have to have a Tibetan visa, you have to have a Chinese visa, you have to be in a party of no less than four people, and you have to have a guide with you all the time. You know, I mean, I'm surprised sure. they didn't walk into the fucking bathroom with you. Um, <laughs> they went they had cameras. You didn't have to. Worry no, they, about they it. got cameras. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like you, you ask any question, anything remotely about politics, or or uh, sure as hell don't talk about the Dalai Lama. Um, you could talk about Buddhism to to an extent. So you, there was religious freedom, um, but every time we would ask the guy a question, he would just be like, uh, no, no, we can't read about that later. I'm like, well, oh, God, I'm glad we have a, a How guy. How long were you in Tibet? Ish, a week, two, three. It was like it was like nine, nine or ten days. Oh wow! Um, Your like little side trip is like more days off than I've had this year. Fucking <laughs> like asshole. So, uh, some some of the temples that I went to, and of course, you know the the the, the palace and and, and Lhasa well, was amazing. But um, Tibet really isn't what you would think. It's I, I didn't know what to expect, but I didn't expect to experience sure. what I experienced. And um, you know, I, I think, uh, especially in, over the past few years, I've, I've become quite a bit of an empath, and it just it, it 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 just it just breaks your heart, you know. So, but um, well, now that we've cheered everybody up, uh, I know. Well, no, I, I we're. Like I said, we could do this for well, hours and hours. Did you try any, like, in Tibet, like, don't they have some funky, um, like, yak milk tea or something that's, like, really, really pungent? 
Um, I, I didn't do that, but I did. Is that do, what it is? Or am I making stuff up? Uh, maybe they do. I, I, I wasn't able to try it because the places that the guide took us to. Oh, right. You're, were, you're on the government guide. Right. We're, we're like more touristy kind of places. Mm -hmm. um, but they do have uh, Tungpa. Yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, it's, it's a millet beer, which is actually pretty cool. It, it, it comes served in a mug. Um, and there's a bunch of, of, of millet that's in there, and then they, they serve it with a pitcher of, of hot water. So as you drink it, you keep incrementally adding water to your flavor profile. But it, it, was, it, was, it was real uh, estery, fermentation estery. Um, so it was a fermented product. So it was it, alcoholic. It, 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 was, it had gone through a primary fermentation, okay. but there was still residual okay. fermentation happening. And it honestly, it smelled a lot like grape must, mm. um, which I found to, to, to be interesting. But this yeah. was in Tibet. Uh, this was in Tibet, but you could also find this in, in, in okay. Nepal. I mean, honestly, N Nepal to me is where the the heart of Buddhism is, because sure. even though Tibet is, you know, where the Dalai Lama was from, and you know where he he the fourteenth Dalai Lama now was was his you know incarnation was 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 found. Um, it's it you you have to fight through the Chinese oppression to get a feel for Tibet, and it and it's 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 just really it's the most communist experienced country that I've 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 ever been to. Um, so uh, I would recommend going to Nepal. Definitely, Nepal is awesome. Nepal is one of the most amazing, magical places on earth. The people there are genuine. They're humble. They're hardworking. Um, the even like the, the 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 traffic, like there's there's no stop signs. There's no stoplights. It's just scooters and tuk-tuks and cars just going in this this chaotic fluidity but there wasn't one wreck like i got nicked several times like by scooters going by because it's close quarters sure, yeah. and then alleyways but it and there's it, there's such a, a honking culture i mean all you hear me 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 but they're happy honks well man. those are like notification honks right like yeah, a lot of like, like, I'm like behind hey, you I'm beside you exactly. it, but you could they were they were friendly honks you know and, and everyone just that's what you, that's what you did and i the, i was walking down a street and in a like a i guess you could call it a neighborhood but it wasn't an alleyway. It wasn't tight. I was walking on the side of the road. There's no cars or anything going. And then one dude on a scooter is driving on the opposite side of the road um, coming my way. And he beeped like eight times. I'm like, hey, come on. That's a fucking enough already. All right. You know, you're not going to hit me. Then, you know, you go to India where the traffic is just as crazy. But they're angrier honks, <laughs> you know. Um, but you then, feel the pressure on the horn. But no one honks like we do in America. We're assholes here, man. Our honks are like you just meet, and someone's like "fuck you," <laughs> and like since I've been back here, something I've noticed is like, "are you kidding me?" You know, you take a, a second at a stop sign, and someone asshole honks at you or cuts you off, and it's like, "man, we're dicks." Um, but Nepal, uh, the food is wonderful. Um, all the alcohol. Yeah, I was like, what? What about the booze? I mean, we gotta. We have. We're writing this oh, equipment off. Oh, need to, we need to talk right. about alcohol. Well, we're, we're, there's there's plenty of things. What, to talk I mean, what about. were you drinking though? I mean, obviously, you're. I, I would have a hard time imagining 
like some world class cocktail bars and, no, and Kathmandu. No, there, there, there's no <laughs> cocktail culture. There's this, no, although they probably would come lined with a rim of dust or dirt, because um, again, everything's covered in dirt there. Um, the no cocktail culture. The beer there is all shit. Just Pilsner shit beer. Sure. Um, so what are you drinking? Uh, or what did you drink? <laughs> what did I drink? So the the coolest things to drink over there are the the indigenous things. The sure. the, the, the the millet beer that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also kind of like a wannabe sake rice wine called Chang, um, which is fine, but it, it's not as good as like Ginjo or Daikinjo sure, or upper of grades of, of sake. But Rakshi, Rakshi is where it's at, man. Rakshi. Rakshi is basically, and it's legal, but it's it's it's, it's moonshine, mm-hmm. um, rice based. So you say legal, meaning it's cool to just make it at home. Nobody's giving you shit over that. Well, I mean, the, the cops aren't really going to give you shit over well, much of, of anything over Well, when there. you say it was legal, like, I mean, but alcohol in general is not illegal. Alcohol in general is not illegal, no, right. but, but this You were referring is. to the, the home, home right. manufacturing yeah. of set. This stuff, and I, I visited some, some Rakshi producers, this stuff is made in stills that are even more crude and just elementary and basic than the stills that I visited in Oaxaca and, and with palenqueros or mezcaleros. I, it, it, you know, it's like pot on bottom, pot on top, pour cold water on bowl on top of top uh, bowl, yeah. uh, bowl, and then the condensation from the vapor coming up from the, the, the bottom. You showed me a little video. It, it almost looked like um, kind of, I mean, the most rudimentary like form of of distillation that I'd seen. I mean, it was like going back 3000 years, like, ah, this is, this is probably how humans did it. Like when Mm -hmm. they figured this shit out, they were like, Hey, check out what happens when you pour cold water on top. Oh, and there, there's no cuts. There's no heads. There's no tails. It just comes out and they, they you still have your eyesight. That's good. Yeah. I I didn't go blind. Um, uh, yeah, that's, I, I, so what's Rakshi made from though? Primarily rice, but okay. it's it's you can taste flavor differences uh, between the thumbprint of the distiller, mm-hmm. whether they were good or bad, um, or diluting it with water. And then you can also taste regional differences. If you're further down south where there's more corn, there's going to be some corn in there. There might be some millet in there. Sounds like a rice. field blend of it, it's grain. What, it's whatever you got. Whatever man. they got. I mean, it, it, every, the terroir of Rakshi. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to put together a, a presentation. Like beverages of the Himalayas, uh, if I can Millet, source beer, and Rakshi. Uh, yeah, and 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 some Chang, but um, it's, it kind of tastes like shoshu and like okay. grappa mixed. Um, you know, it's a clear spirit. No one's really aging. What kind it. of proof is it coming? To you, at, like not off the still, but I mean, well, do you know what proof it's coming uh, off the still? By taste, because <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're not really using sure, hy- right. hydrometers But you're trained there. in this to be able to identify some ABV through your eyes and yeah, all that. Yeah, to, to be able to, to nose and assess the uh, proof. The people that would dilute it, it would probably be diluted down to about 30%. Okay. The people that didn't dilute, you're, you're easily at like 46 plus. So still um, entirely drinkable. Yeah, yeah. With the heads and tails. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the, the another thing is that was so funny over there is like people, they would be like, if you drink this, don't drink beer. 
no good to mix. And I'm like, you don't know who you're fucking talking to. You know, like, I'll be, I'll be fine. They're, they're warning you about mixing the beer right. with the completely uncut moonshine. Right, right. Maybe you should just be more concerned about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, uh, has high tone kind of kind of fruit notes to it, um, blossomy kind of fruits to it. Um, like I said, it's like it's kind of like grapper or shoshu, but there was one that I tried that is is very similar to like pechuga and with mezcal where they're percolating um, the the distillate through a you know right like a, a vapor. A, a, um, yeah, a lot of our listeners might be familiar with that through gin, you know, and the botanicals. Um, but the pechuga is uh, a mezcal, right? It goes through a chicken carcass. Yeah, it's, it's mezcal that percolates, and the the the, the rising uh, vapor, alcohol vapor, goes through a suspended chicken mm-hmm. breast, and then they do it with with venison and and some other things. But uh, I had a rakshi where they they didn't suspend anything or percolate through. They allowed the fermenting must. To macerate with the body of a jackal. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It's a macerated jackal. So you're, yeah. So yeah. it's like formaldehyde, <laughs> effectively. Oh, I was. Uh, they everyone distills early in the morning. Um, you got to get the jackal vapors off by the evening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, they were like, you know, they they said, well, you know, sometimes they put a, a they put a jackal in the, the fermentation vessel, and I was like, I want some, and they looked at me like I was crazy, and I'm like, yeah, bring it. I mean, it's being distilled, so there's. I don't know what the hell makes it through. What 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 comes through on the palate of of, of a macerated jackal? Uh, it was just a, a, a pungent, gamey. So kinda, it did that gaminess did come through. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's there's also a strange like saffrony kind of note to it, which I don't know where that was coming from because they're not throwing saffron in. They might throw some tropical uh, fruits or oranges mm-hmm. or something from trees that are around in with the jackal. So it's it's kind of like you know. Uh, a literal like hairy buffalo, except it's it's, it's a hairy jackal uh, melange of of uh, flavors and fruits. And, yeah, I want to hear that that had a tasting on your presentation. Like, all right, now put take the uh, cover off your next glass. Uh, this is a really nice rakshi. Notes of oranges. <laughs> so you get a little bit of berries in there. You can get some of those grassy notes and some jackal. Yeah, uh, was, uh, uh, pardon me, uh, pardon me, Mr. Black. Uh, did you say jackal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, jackal. Not talking about the rock band, Jackal. Yeah, well, I think I'd rather drink Jackal than listen to Jackal. Yeah. And the chainsaw solo. <laughs> I'll Which, have to admit, I saw them live once. I didn't buy a ticket to see them. They opened for whoever I was. I think it might have been an Aerosmith show or something, but I had to sit through a fucking chainsaw solo. Wow. It was bad. So of that era, um, another thing that happened to me down in, 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 in Chitwa, where Safari was, um, uh, one evening we're sitting out and then the hotel that I ended up finding, um, we, we, hotel is a, <laughs> a weird way to, definition. to, to put it, right? But they did have these little, you know, wannabe gazebos that were down by the river and it, it was right down by the river. Um, it was, it was right by the river and like a, the, uh, the jungle was on the other side of the river. This is exactly so, what I'm imagining. You're like down by the river and I'm like crocodiles, poisonous snakes. Fucking crocodiles going, you know, just down the river and, you know, the moonlight out, you see the jungle, you see the, the river in front of you. 
And um, on one particular night, there was um, there was a, a bus full of um, uh, Indians. There's a wedding or something like that. Um, but uh, they're they're very loud and 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 having dinner there and making a lot of noise and everything. And they seem like a little bit of high maintenance. And and, and one of the kids that worked at the property, my my kid. I mean, he's he's probably 21, 22. Um, they get done and he comes down and I just, I just see that, that service face like, <laughs> fuck me, you know, like, God, that was a horrible experience. And I was like, you know, rough, rough, uh, rough party. And he was like, oh man. And, uh, he's like, you know, do you mind, do you mind if I sit and smoke with you? And I was like, yeah, sure, man, have a seat. So we're sitting there talking and, uh, he's, he's a cool kid, but, uh, I was like, you know, what kind of music you like? And he was like, oh, I love Scorpion. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he goes, hey, man, yeah. Scorpions are legit. Yeah. And then he started singing oh, you know, nice. A Wind of, uh, of Change. Oh, of all the songs that you Oh, <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like sitting on a riverbank looking at crocodiles and moonlight in a jungle with a young... That's amazing. Nepo, like, Nepali boy. Setting the scene. Oh, singing Wind of Change to me. And I'm just laughing my be ass off. I think that we need to like trademark this oh. shit right now. That's the next Bollywood piece. And Scorpions full chorus dancing even better i go well what's your favorite you know american band he goes my favorite all time and he just starts singing and now it's clear the, the sinatra i did it my way song okay i was like uh that was a, a fantastic sinatra impression <laughs> I, I mean i don't fucking sing and I, I don't know lyrics that well but i've got this kid singing to me under moonlight sinatra <laughs> I did it my way, and the serendipitous part is when I decided to resign and to just take the fuck off, which is exactly what I did, um, my mother actually sent me that song, and I had been listening to it a bunch, and it's always been like my favorite Sinatra song. It's a great song. Um, That's wild, man. Yeah. And here's some kids serenading you on the, amongst like, crocodiles. I just imagine that, like... Uh, Pee-wee's big adventure when like they go to sleep in the desert and his screen goes black and then you see all the eyes. <laughs> like that just sounds horrifying to me. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, just down on the river and uh, you know, tigers, crocodiles. There was there hippopotamus. was hippopotamus. I don't know what the fuck. Oh, they yeah, have and there. then you you wake up and you get morning coffee and you know, then there's a couple of elephants just, you know, just out. Yeah, I saw you bathing some elephants uh, yeah, at a refuge was, or something. That that was awesome because usually, like, you know, when you when you go to this area, you can pay to to ride the sure. elephants. Um, you know, you can actually like pay to go watch elephants fuck, which I I, I didn't really do that. Um, and then you can bathe the elephants. And when they say bathe the elephants, that means you get on top of the elephants and then the elephants throw water back on you. So you're not actually bathing them. But, um, my boy, my, my guy had the hookup and we like, there's this, and oh my God, again, serendipity. The elephant's name was Lady Black. <laughs> So your wife? Yeah, yeah. It was like it's meant to be, babe. You know, um, but she was beautiful, and she like laid down in the river and was washing her and, and touching her and, and like you know just right up there, just just really bathing an elephant. And I know there's there's a lot of concern out there about how animals are treated in captivity. Um, and, and, and and certainly elephants in that part of the world. I mean, it's a big conversation in Thailand as well. There's a lot of like. R rightly Refuges, so, yeah. but I will, there was, 
I saw nothing but reverence mm. for animals and the jungle in where I was at in Chitwan. Um, I saw I saw happy elephants. I saw elephants smiling. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't see anyone, you know, smacking elephants or hitting sure. them because, you know, they have like a little stick where the, the <laughs> right the, you have to have the stick you, because you, otherwise, how are you going to fight bears and tigers? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta have that stick. You know, elephants are like one of those animals, man. Like you, you've seen them in the zoo, and like Asian elephants are smaller than African elements. Ele elements, elephants, and I don't know, man. Like, I think the first time, I know the first time that, like, I was ever around one, I had in my head, like, how comfortable I thought I would be around an elephant. And then it was like, you know, I, you, you touch that animal and you realize just exactly how big they are. And I mean, it's like putting your hand on a building and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, you can get on its back. I'm like, I, I was way more comfortable with this in theory than I am now actually doing it because you realize just how powerful they are. Like it's one thing seeing them; it's another thing to be on their back. They're 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 amazing. They're amazing animals. They're amazing beings. Um, Very intelligent. Extremely intelligent, and you can you can see the wisdom. I mean, they they, they live to be sixty, seventy, eighty years old. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they're 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 they're. I hate to, I don't even like to call them creatures because sure. it you know it it, it kind of diminishes um, just the their their presence. Um, but they're 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 amazing animals. Um, and um, so uh, Nepal was my base. Um, Nepalese food uh, is 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 rather healthy and 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 pretty good. I can imagine, man. Uh, I mean, I don't. I've never been in Nepal, but I've I've always said like if if I had to be vegetarian, like I would have to be in that part of the world, like India, Nepal, Tibet, like where they're making delicious vegetarian food. You know. Uh, 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 India is a lot more vegetarian yeah. than than Nepal. So, what meats are commonly consumed in Nepal? Well, um, because the elevation is a little different. Cows are sacred in India, sure, because they're considered to be one of the mothers of India. If mm -hmm. uh, if uh, if a, a, a woman dies during childbirth, it's it's the cow that provides the the milk. So that's and that's Hindu, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, they're not sacred in Nepal, but Nepal is actually 80% Hindu okay. and 20% Buddhist. Um, so you don't see any cow in, in Nepal either. Well, actually, you see lots of fucking cows, but <laughs> right. cows... Not on the plate. Cows are king. Like, cows have the right of way. I saw cows going into hotels. <laughs> there's, there's, there's cow shit all over the place. Um, they're just in the middle of the road, like it, even roads that aren't like, you know, back alleys or whatever, primary roads, if you want to call them that, which, uh, are still of course covered in dirt. Um, they're just right in the middle of it, man. They just, and you fuck it, you just go around them. You just let the cow do what it wants. However, water buffalo, which are a lot like cows, are not sacred. And <laughs> so that's what everybody's eating. And the, they're fair game. So the water buffalo really got fucked. You know, like. What's water buffalo taste like? It's a little bit more gamey. Gamey. A little bit more gamey than, than, than the meat. And then there's a dish called, uh, I think it's a uh, hot tamari, which is like dried, dried buffalo. Mm -hmm. And you'll see a lot of um, thupka noodle soups where you can get, you know, buffalo in them. 
And you can't talk about Nepal without talking about momos. God damn momos. Momos, those are like uh, empanadas, right? Uh, they're dumplings. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's usually chicken or, or buff, and you can get them steamed or you can get them fried. And you know, Nepal is extremely cheap. I mean, I would really recommend everyone go check out Nepal. It's just an amazing place. Plane tickets from here, maybe $1,100, $1,200. But, you know, hotels are between 10 and 20 bucks a night. Um, the food, like one order of momos was, was usually like $1.50. Yeah, you know, I saw some of the spreads that you put up. on Before, I forget because I always forget at the end. But you're on Instagram. You have a lot of this stuff up on Instagram, right? So you can link through our Instagram to Arthur's or it's what Arturo Negro or is it Arturo I, underscore? I Negro? think it's Arturo underscore Negro. Yeah, yeah. So Arthur Black. Um, There's a got, lot more stuff on my Facebook page. Okay. So if, if people want to, you know, friend me on Facebook, feel free. And you just scroll through and you can see some of the the adventures and some of the shit that I did. Um, you know, like, like I said, there were I, you know, I climbed to mountaintops to go into caves where um you know buddha did self-mutilation for for six years um i I did the the different uh buddhist pilgrimages so there's four primary um areas for uh, buddhist pilgrimages is where he's born which is lumini which is in southern nepal and then there's uh bodhgaya where um, after six years of hanging out in a cave that I went to, and you see this beautiful golden statue of Buddha just completely shriveled and 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 and, and um, skinny and all skin mm-hmm. and bones, for six years he ate nothing more than a, a, a handful of rice, and he just flagged himself, flogged himself, whatever the hell you call it. He'd slept on beds of nails. He would stand on one foot for as long as possible, hang himself upside down. And after six years of this, he, he realized this, this wasn't working for enlightenment. <laughs> so he uh, came down from the mountain, and uh, then he, he came under one tree. Um, and this is where a, a woman uh, found him sitting under this tree and, and saw how just how skinny he was. I mean, it's, it said that you could actually push through his stomach and feel his spine and his, his body had, had, had gone to, to such waste that when he had to, to go to the bathroom, it like, it, it just fell out of him. Like he had no, no, no control. Um, but, um, she saw him and, you know, she basically said, you know, a, a, an instrument that's either strung too tight or too loose will not, play the song that it should and she convinced him to drink um uh milk uh rice milk um and showed him that there was a middle way between self-mutilation and the excesses of what he grew up with because he grew up as a as prince prince, yeah yeah, to to the age of 29 so that's three pilgrim so you went to his birthplace no birthplace enlightenment uh, Bodh Gaya's enlightenment, right. but right by Bodh Gaya is where he was in the cave. So about ten kilometers. Oh, away. so that's okay. So is so, that three? Nope, not yet. So okay, the, the I thought third, that was two, right? The third is Saranath, which is where he. Um, this is after he found enlightenment, and it's where he gave his first sermon on the mound, if you will. Oh, okay, I got you. All right. Spoke to the four noble truths. 
um, spoke to the Wheel of Life. Uh, and at first, uh, the, the people that he met were other just wandering ascetics um, that were in the cave and were pissed off at him because he left this life of, of self, you know, mutilation, you know, but then they listened to what he had to say and they became his, his, his first uh, five disciples. Um, so Sarnath is where he gained enlightenment. So now where is Sarnath? Sarnath is um, a good... Still a, in Nepal? It, we're in India. Oh, you're in India. We, okay. We're in India. So, so are all the pilgrimages in India? Three are in India. Lumbini is in Nepal. So he was born in Nepal. Okay. Found enlightenment in Bodh Gaya. I guess I never knew that, man. Like, yeah. I really, I mean, I've read substantially about uh, about Buddha, and I guess I didn't realize, I just always assumed it was all India. I, I know. know. No. Um, and at this time, you know, there there were 16 kingdoms in, sure, right, in India at this yeah, time. Yeah. So, you know, it's... People say, "Well, where's Buddhism born, or uh, where was yoga born?" And it's like it was—it was born in the foothills of the Himalayas. I mean, right. The one thing you never hear about, and I've definitely not heard about it, is but like the fourth pilgrimage is where he passed away, right? Uh, or Kush- where Kushnagar. he moved to the next, you know, plane of existence or whatever. Um, but you know, hearing anybody talk about that, you—you you always hear about the birthplace, the Bodhi tree, you know, where he's teaching, but you never heard like about where he like and, moved on, yeah, you know, Kushnagar. and. That, I mean, that's real cool. I mean, you went, you did that as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 that was the major reason. Aside, I, I did two trips to India. Uh, the first trip was to go, you know, the bucket list, Taj Mahal, sure, the, Red, right. the Red Fort. Uh, so I went to Delhi and then I went to, uh, to, to Agra, uh, also to see Gandhi Memorial. Um, which which really really broke me. I mean, it, it's it's amazing what that man accomplished in in, in his lifetime, and it's a very humble um, memorial, but extremely powerful, extremely powerful. And then um, so then I went back to Nepal for a little while, and then um, then I went to um, back to do the pilgrimage. And the good base for the pilgrimage is the smelliest city in the fucking world, <laughs> um, uh, Varanasi, also known as, as Benares. And it, it's a 3,500-year-old, 4,000-year-old city. There's nothing enjoyable about getting from A to B to C in India. Um, and now Benares is, is still a very sp- a spiritual place, and there's some amazing temples there, no doubt. One in particular uh, is called Kalbarav, and got to go winding through this back alley and then fight your way in to get into the temple because Indian culture has no concept of forming a fucking line. <laughs> um, it's just everyone's it's fair game. But you walk into this place, and I didn't know this going in. But a friend recommended, he's like, you got to check this place out. But he didn't give me the backstory to it. So you walk in, and it, it's, it's a very small room. Um, it's a white uh, like tile uh, marble all over the place but there's like red and orange um, candles that uh, dripping wax all over the place and then there's a lot of like smoke stain from the butter candles um, that are in there and there are all these Brahmins um, sitting around the, the room and then there's a, a small little idol or you know the temple in the center of it so I walk into this place, and you're supposed to find a Brahmin that you trust and go up, and they're like, ah, blah, 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 and then he smack you on the head with 
some, a big bamboo stick. Yeah, a, 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 <laughs> it a, all a, a big stick. <laughs> um, and then you, you know, they they give you like a blessing and a bracelet, one that I'm still wearing, and actually another that I have around my neck. And you're supposed to do uh, your koras. Uh, koras, uh, when you walk around a stupa, and a stupa is a traditional <laughs> temple. It's the bowl. You've got layers of definitions here. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a lot to keep track of. Um, I need to write a book about all this shit. Well, that's why I say you got to do like a, you know, a, at least some blog posts or something. It'd be an R rated. Eat, pray, love, for sure. <laughs> An R-rated eat, pray, love. <laughs> um, but like the, the chapter the, one safari. The the power in this room, it it just oh god, it was so negative and horrible. Um, like a, the chorus when you when you go around something and right. clockwise, typically three times, and typically we associate this with stupas and stupas of S T U P A. Um, are, are temples in homage to Buddha, um, and they're all over the place. But I, 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 I couldn't really fully make it around one. I, I made one pass, and I got the fuck out of there. And I called my buddy, and I was like, "What the hell is going on with this place?" And my my buddy is a professor of of Buddhist studies at the Shadron Monastery in in uh, Kathmandu. And he was like, "Oh yeah, man, uh, Barava. It's like, and, and it, like it's it's a destructive form of, of Shiva, uh, a destructive manifestation of Shiva. And the the name actually translates to death and fate. And it's said that even death is afraid." Of Bhairava. You went to a satanic temple. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I went to a purging temple. Like, this is where people go to purge all their negativity, all their, their dukkha. And dukkha is everything. Yeah. Uh, I've talked about dukkha before on mm -hmm. the show. Is everything that, that we ingest and, and absorb from this world around us. And... I'm like, okay, that's why it felt so weird in there. But I was drawn back to it. And when I went back to it, I just kind of put up a, a spiritual wall. And it was like, I know what I'm getting into. I'm not going to let anybody else's shit, anyone else's purging affect me. And it was a completely different experience. And it was amazing. So uh, going to Benares has, there's, there's a wonderful uh, Hindu university there that has a beautiful temple there. Um, it, it's it's a great city to to see some some things and to spend some some time on 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 Ganges and the the Ganges River, but uh, boy, that place just fucking smells like shit. <laughs> um, well, I hope you put together some sort of a guide, man. Um, we're running a little short on time here. I mean, you really should write, man. You, yeah, you get this stuff down. Instead of your notebook with scratches on it. Um, I, you know, I took lots of notes. I, I posted a lot on Facebook. One, I wanted everyone to know that I was still alive. But two, to provide sort of a chronological sure. you know, documentation, documentation to, to supplement the notes that I was taking and the voice recordings that I was taking. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to, to, You're be, back? Uh, to, to be back. Now I just need to find a job. Um, Got to find a J-O-B. And, um, yeah, they're overrated. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> well, after so many months of um, depletion, 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 right. and, and no deposit, 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 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just, uh, you got to find something. But uh, it'll it'll work out. We'll figure out what's next for me, dude. Well, we're definitely gonna track you, and everybody, like you said, like 
find him on Facebook because you're you got more travels coming as soon as you get one of those jobs to restuff the coffers. And- yeah, I'm gonna do Egypt, do Israel, um, one day do Mecca. Um, but yeah, I need to make some fucking money first. <laughs> right, dude. Um, so, well, did you learn any Far Eastern hangover cures? Because that rock tree <laughs> sounds fucking terrible, man. Well, it sounds like a terrible hangover. Um, actually, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but uh, at the pharmacy, which the pharmacies there are great. Like you can buy so many drugs right. for like four bucks. Um, and by drugs, I mean antibiotics right. and biotics, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe some muscle relaxers or two or something. Um, but, um, there was a, an, an electrolyte, uh, powder that you could buy and, and fill that, put that in, in water and then that, that helped out, but, um, you can't buy it here. So, <laughs> so don't look for it. Yeah, so just, but if you ever find yourself just hammered on Rakshi, you know what to look for. Drink, drink your Gatorade. I don't know. You know, find some electrolytes from somewhere. Well, Arthur. This has been awesome, man. I uh, we're gonna have you back on the show as much as we can, like while you're around. But you know, I'm really looking forward to like following the Egyptian adventures. We'll see. We when need the- to start a Kickstarter, man, and like send Arthur to Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like double edged sword. Like get that fucking guy off here. Like just send him away, and then or the people that love you or hate you. Like we want that guy to travel, or we can't stand that guy. Hey, man, One I'll, way or the other, get him out of the country. I'll I'll do a GoFundMe. Fuck <laughs> it. Um, I think we should, man. We should do that. That'd be a hell of a way to actually get. We just need to buy fewer blades next time um i'll, I'll take it man <laughs> um so yeah uh, yeah man I, I, i'm i'm gonna be around here for for a while I'm, I'm i need to get grounded um you know so many months of, of consecutive travel is, sure. is it's, it's just exhausting gotta reacclimate too man i'm just now getting my legs underneath me and i've been home for a month now granted i was home for a week and a half and then went to napa for a week and then right. back for a week now but um, actually, I went to the doctor the other day to like make sure I didn't have like hepatitis C or some shit or a yeah. bug. Fortunately, I don't, uh, which is good. No bugs. Um, it, it's just tired and travel yeah, fatigue. Just, just, just fucking travel and fatigue. Input overload. Yeah, uh, with you know, sinuses here. It's it's so wonderful to be back in Indiana where it's chilly one falling. day, raining one day, yeah. hot the next day. Yeah, I'm with you, man. All right, homie. Well, till next time, brother. All right, man. Thanks for having me, brother.